I have like uh earbuds like that now, and I I started using them before using the like reading the instructions of like what they do, and I do the same thing Josh does, where I try to take the headphones into a theater with me so I can put them in to play music to avoid trailers and stuff like that, and I put them in, and I think it was even before the trailer started, and I must have like the left earbud like rubbed it with my finger and suddenly like that engaged the noise cancellation and it like plugged my ears and it sounded like I went deaf. I was like, I can't hear anything. What just happened? (laughs) And I was so scared that like somehow these things are stuck in my ear and I can't get them out. And that's what it kind of felt like. And then I, I finally just took one out and I was like, no, okay, I can hear it's fine. But then when I plugged it back in, the same thing happened. I'm like, I don't know what I did. And it took me a couple of tries to realize if I tap the left earbud, that's the noise cancellation. Mm-hmm. The right one is like start and stop, and the left one's noise cancellation. But again, found both of those out by accident by like adjusting them in my ear and just happened to like swipe the side where it, it triggered that. But yeah, the first time that went off, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I have not figured out, like I know there's touch controls on these. I don't want to touch them right now because... I don't know what they do. <laughs> Shuts I, like, off. I've not had them long enough. Yeah, like I don't want to fuck with it while we're trying to record or anything. My yeah, advice is read the instruction booklet. Welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and Super Friends. Joining me for this episode is someone who researches the best bathroom for pooping, Mike Bradley. I mean, there's always a best bathroom for pooping. Right? That's why like That's it's... why Pug's care package was the best thing ever. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, so we're back after an extended break, which is, you know, trying to get back in the swing of things. So, yes, it's my fault. We took like a month off. We're, we're trying to get back into things. Uh, I can't promise we're going to be back to regular uploads every week or every other week. We'll, you know, see how things go. But if you are still subscribed, stay subscribed, continue to follow us. You will get episodes eventually. I just don't know how often or how soon, but uh, we're still we're still trying to keep at it. So we'll try to keep you posted whenever they're uploaded and all that all that good stuff. Um, one of the things we're trying to catch up on is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. So this is the, the Disney Plus series that has finished its first season, and we're here to talk about it. Uh, so normally, I think like we do for the reviews, we'll we'll talk generally about the show, uh, and then we'll dive into spoilers. Um, so I think maybe just a heads up for us, when we talk generally about this, I'm going to assume that some of the people haven't seen the, tra- the trailers even for this show. Uh, so I know there's some cameos in the show that were revealed in the trailers, so I'd like to keep those surprises in the show. If someone hasn't watched, we'll save them for our spoiler discussion. Um, you know, you can mention cameos, just don't mention specifically who was shown. I, that still pisses me off that they put that character in the trailer. It was like the one of the first trailers that they put him in, and like I, I would have been so much more excited just to watch the show and have that happen, you know, the way it was supposed to. I mean, there's enough cameos that I'm not sure which one you're talking about. <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, so before we get into the the show itself, Mike, how familiar are you with uh, She-Hulk the character? Have you read any of the, the comics and all that stuff? I have not really uh, read a lot of She-Hulk comics when she's turned up in the bigger Marvel events. 
that's about my okay knowledge extent um yeah that some yeah i, I mean could I, say. i'm going in pretty blind too i don't i don't know like i never read any of her comics i didn't even realize that she had like did the whole fourth wall breaking thing like i i really thought deadpool was one of the only characters that did that i didn't realize other people had that in their like were written that way I don't know if that's a thing from the comics or not. From I don't know what, if they I mean, did that for the series or if it's just... I, I have no idea is what I'm saying. Like, it might be. The, the it way might be the, that they the, just thought it was fun. The way the internet has shown me and certain people that I follow, like, there were certain episodes when things happened that were fourth wall breaking. They were putting up pictures of comic panels where she talks to the artist or the, the illustrator and the, the writer, okay. like, specifically calling that person out in a comic panel. Like, this is not how you do this. And giving those people shit for a lot of stuff. So I was like, okay, uh, she, that's cool. So I don't know what the, what the timeline is. If like she Hulk did it first and then Deadpool did it later, but everybody knows Deadpool for that. I didn't know she Hulk also did that. Okay. That's fair. I, so I thought again, that was a, cool to learn. Was a fun, makes me more inclusion. interested in reading she Hulk. Yeah. I think, I, like I don't know how often, but I, I don't know if it's like every issue she does that, but there were definitely like comic panels that I had seen where, yeah, she's calling out, artists and writers and stuff for making shit decisions for certain stuff that happens in the comics. So that was kind of nice. fun. Uh, so generally we'll start generally. What did you think of the show? It was fun. Uh, I mean that, that if I was using one word to describe it, I would say fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which with the, like you mentioned fourth wall breaking and stuff like that is, is a good thing. I, I, yeah, I feel like, Marvel getting a good mix of things that are taking it seriously and taking it fun is a good thing. Because, you know, th think about, like, the last two Thor movies have done where they're they're still good, but they're not taking it too seriously. They're having fun with the content. Whereas something like Captain America uh, and, the, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Captain America, like, that was taking things more seriously from a more realistic approach i guess and i, I think right. it fits the characters better that way too but i think I mean, it's good to have want, that mix i guess the you know the last thing you want marvel to do with these shows is to start making them feel stale like even with the movies really but i think they do enough genre hopping that it, it's that's the the biggest argument that you see online is like oh marvel does all the same thing they all feel like the same movie it's like then you haven't been watching these like there's definitely different tones and styles and genres in these things that if you watch them all you can see the differences. Granted, there are things that are similar. There's there's a blueprint, I think, that Marvel follows for a lot of their stuff. But for the most part, I think they do separate themselves from each other. And I think this one does another good job to feel different compared to other things. Now, the most comparable thing, again, with the fourth wall breaking is it compares to Deadpool, I think, just that way. So I'm sure there's people that are going to be complaining, you know, it's not new enough because someone else has done this before. But... I don't know. I think I think it really worked. I really liked it. Um, I think there were some episodes that were probably stronger than others for me. I think the first and last episodes of the series were the strongest. Um, I freaking love the finale, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, cameos were great. Uh, some of them kind of underwhelmed me, which again we can get to that in the specifics. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's a side character that that showed up in one of the episodes that I think had the potential to be really, really annoying, 
but surprised me, but how much I liked that character and how much I ended up like quoting some of the stuff afterwards. Like, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, we can get into the specifics later. I I'm sure that I do, but we'll have to get into specifics for the yeah, listeners. Yeah. I mean, that's at least I think that I do. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If, <laughs> you know. I love when we have to talk vaguely about this stuff. Like, I don't know if we're just annoying the people that haven't seen this stuff or if we're teasing it enough that someone's like, Oh, you know what? That sounds interesting. I'm going to go watch that now. <laughs> I guess, you know, like the things I would say that it, I guess like looking at it from like a critical perspective and saying like, there's things that it could do better. There's things that it could do worse. It was a lot of fun. And I think what would have been kind of fun is like a little bit of an aspect on some, or a little bit of focus on an aspect that was more like legal drama focused in the background of everything. Mm, yeah. You know, like there's, there's legal cases that she deals with in this, but it didn't feel like there was an overarching legal case that she was dealing with the whole time. I it think I kind of expected it to be like throughout. Yeah. I think I even expected it to be like episodic. Like every week would be a different like legal case that she has to deal with, like representing a right. different superhero or, or somebody like that. And there, there is some of that in the show, but it isn't it like week to week that it's a different case. Like there, there's some episodes that wrap up in in one week. There's some that I think, are there some that take place over a couple of weeks or no? I can't remember now. But it's not like you know different. It's not a case of the week show, like no. the but not, not, not a law and order comedy kind of thing. I always get the terminology confused. Is it episodic or procedural? Where it's like different things every week. I think procedural, right? Like a yeah. So that's okay. Episodic is more overarching story. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had it backwards. Yeah, in my I, mind, I, I'm it, always thinking like episodic. Episodic is like every episode, but I'm I'm incorrect. I, well, I, the way I always thought of that is like procedural is the episodes have a procedure. It's a you know, I mean, think of Law and Order. There's an incident. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, you know, it goes in a very common, you know, crime investigation, you know, so on and so forth, and then courtroom. Right. Okay. You know, like there's a procedure to what they're doing. Gotcha. Okay. I will try to remember that in the future and hopefully that sticks. Um, yeah. Anything else, uh, generally that we want to talk about? Um, the, the only thing I would say is, uh, when they cast, you know, I am really going to butcher her name. Um, (laughs) uh, is the last name Maslani? Is that how it's? Tatiana Maslani, yes. Yeah, okay. When when they cast her as She-Hulk, I was kind of unsure. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, it's the same thing where I was unsure about Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk until I actually saw him as the Hulk, and it was like, oh, shit, that works. Yeah. Same thing here. I, I was unsure about it. Turns out she was perfect oh, uh, yeah. for the yes. role. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, that's a horrible choice. It was just like I, I've never heard of this person until just now. And she's getting cast into a pretty big role. Yeah. So I I think the the whole cast is really really excellent. And it, you know the the people you don't like on the show you don't like them for a reason. It's not because of the bad acting. It's because they're acting like assholes and it's working. Like yeah, all I mean, that the, stuff works. You're not meant to like them. I mean yeah the, the the cast in general. I think the cast in general is really really strong. Which we can get specifically into certain characters and stuff in the uh, spoiler section. Hmm. I agree. 
but yeah, overall, I think it was it was really fun. Like, yeah, Mike said, I think I agree. Really fun. I really like the show. Different, still sets itself apart from other Disney Plus shows that are out there. So if you think it's going to be the same thing, I definitely say give it a shot. See what you think. Um, at least maybe the first two episodes. I think the the first episode sets a stage that I don't know if it really kind of lives up to some of the stuff that the first episode does. Like the first episode really caught my attention, and then I kind of it waned a little bit. Like I still like the show, but it waned a little bit in the episodes that followed because I think the first episode set such a high bar. Um, but yeah, the the show itself is really really good. Definitely definitely give it a shot if you're curious and interested. I don't think it really that you need to like have the prerequisites of watching some of the other shows or really caught up on some of the movies. Like it still kind of feels like it lives on its own for the most part. I think I don't like, I'm trying to think yeah, of like connected I mean, tissue without stuff. spoiling anything, you know, for now it's there's stuff that, you know, there's cameos obviously that we talked about that happened, but I don't think you need to know anything about those cameos. And right. You know, maybe one, which I'm not going to even mention because I don't think it's much. I don't think it, I don't think of it as a spoiler, but just in case, I'm not going to say it until yeah, we'll we start talking spoilers. But other than one, you don't really need to know anything about the characters going into it. And yeah, yeah. if you're if you're pretty much caught up through, uh, granted, it's like probably twenty some movies, but if you're kind of caught up through like Endgame and stuff you're probably fine. I don't think you really even need to see any of the other, really the Disney plus shows at all that have come out before watching this. So if you just want to jump into this after that, I think you're, you're totally fine. Um, all right, we'll get into the spoilers now. So yeah, we're, we're going into spoilers. If you're not caught up on She-Hulk, pause us now, come back after finishing the show. Um, or, you know, if you prefer to keep listening and allow us to spoil stuff for you, that's, that's on you. You can't blame us for that one. So less is your last warning. Spoilers to follow. Wee wee spoiler. Wee wee spoiler. You know something like that. All right, so we are into spoilers. We can talk specifics now. Um, so the, I feel like the first question I have to ask, and this goes to, you know, hand in hand with the character that I said could be really annoying, but ended up I I really really liked her a lot. Uh, how badly do you want a Madison and Wonger's spinoff show? I, I mean, I would be good on a couple of shorts. <laughs> I, I don't like they they do not need a show they just I mean maybe a Wong show would be kind of cool but just she have can cameo, cameo in that again. too yeah she like she does not need to be around the whole time because I feel like the little dose that you got here and there was enough and that's why it was charming instead of annoying yeah I, like I think if it was it, there it, the whole time you'd be like I can't do this it did toe that line, and I was really curious where it was going to fall if by the end of the episode I'd be like, okay, we get it. But no, it was still I still was laughing most of the time. So she she did her job. I, I'm actually mm-hmm. surprised she didn't come back later in the show, that she was just in that one episode and that was it. I thought for sure she was going to show up later. But I think that's a good thing, though. Again, I think that keeps it so that it's good. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's one of those things, callback jokes to your own show earlier in the season – you know, like I've seen a couple of theories online saying that they they thought she might come back as like a villain because like in the episode she talks about going to a hell dimension, basically making a deal with some demon to come back out. So it's like, who did you talk to and what did you do? <laughs> Which is I never mean, answered. It very well could be that um, it's Mephisto. It could be, could be Blackheart, <laughs> could be Mephisto, could be 
could be Ghost Rider. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, like it's we don't know what hell dimension she went to. She calls it hell. Yeah. But was it really hell? Was it the dark dimension? Was it I mean, th- there's a lot of possibilities. You know what I'm saying? Like she calls yeah. it a demon. Was it actually a demon? Was it just an alien? Yeah, I'd have to go back and like she listen to what her the dialogue is, but I thought it was like something about sacrificing a heart or a goat or something, right? And and a deal with a demon or something, deal with a devil or I forget how she phrased it. I'm probably saying it all wrong now, but that's what's in my head. <laughs> well, but I, yeah, because immediately I'm like, was it Mephisto? Did she talk to Mephisto? Like all the Mephisto theories from fucking WandaVision are still carrying over to every single show we watch. It doesn't matter. You're, we're all just like still looking for Mephisto. And I think they're going to hold on to that for quite a while because, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just going to build up like little references to it kind of the way they did for other major villains you know i mean like we got references to thanos for how long before he finally showed up in guardians yeah you know they and that was guardians was what middle of phase two or was that beginning of phase three no no phase two so yeah you're talking eight movies in maybe just on a guess that you know before you get any confirmation and this they're setting up for well into the future you know, Mephisto's yeah, going to show up somewhere like eventually. Because phase, phase four ends with Black Panther. That's what we get next. And then right. we go into phase five. And I don't know how much in phase five. Because, I mean, Kang seems to be the big one, right? We're going to get, you know, now we're sidetracking into just general MCU discussion. But, like, Kang is coming. We know Kang is a big thing. There's a whole Kang Dynasty Avengers movie coming. So he is going to be a big bad. And if he's yeah. going to be the sprinkled focus of phase four into phase, or sorry, phase five into phase six, I don't know where that leaves room for Mephisto, but we'll have to see. Because I, I feel like Mephisto is a pretty well, big bad that you can't just like have him for one movie and then be done. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah, they it, will. Well, Mephisto is a very much what they're doing with him makes sense if that's what they're in, in fact doing. We assume it yeah. is. Um, but Mephisto's a very behind-the-scenes, pulling-the-strings kind of villain. He's yeah. he's very rarely the type to just openly confront, uh, you know, and fight. He's more the manipulator. Um, which adds up, you know, to how they're handling things, I guess, at this point. Yeah, we'll have to see if they, they form a team of Avengers that are more... I guess they're starting that a little bit. Like, Doctor Strange could lead a team like that to do Dark Dimension-y stuff. I mean, literally, they... I think... I'd have to look it up, but... I think for the first time... Well, U.S. Agent might have been one. But they already said that they, they're doing that with the Thunderbolts. Um, with, like, UA, like taking John Walker and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. That was kind of set... But here in She-Hulk, we get the introduction of Scar, who is yeah a literal dark Avenger. That is, like, yes, he okay. has his origins, which obviously, hopefully, that means we're getting a Planet Hulk movie someday. Uh, I would because think. Because that's where he comes from, and that's why you would introduce him. But he is also a major player of the Dark Avengers. So Okay. Yeah, I don't know a lot of the, like, I know some of the roster, like, I think what Bullseye was like the substitute for Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, Venom was like the Spider-Man-ish substitute. Uh, As usual. Yeah. I mean, 
trying to think who else was, was there. Wait, it was like that... Wolverine's son was like the the Deacon. uh yeah, he was the the Wolverine substitute. I don't remember who else. That was when uh I was going to say wasn't Nor- it Agent Venom? Oh, maybe. I don't know. And I think like that was when what Norman Osborn was the Iron Patriot, right? Yes. He yeah, took that the was Iron the Iron Man Patriot. Spot. Which is all stuff they could be leading into. Is I think that's a cool idea. They already oh, did yeah. Iron Patriot, but him taking over in some way, maybe he just does. We're getting a War Machine show. Maybe it, I don't know. They don't have rights to Norman Osborn unless they worked out something else. It's confusing. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, that's Spider-Man thing. We've still never untangled that. It's it's always speculation and what we think people are allowed to do with those those characters and where they can show up. He does have a bigger contract again to stick around. Yeah. So I mean, who knows what they decided at that point? But still, I think it, it it'd be a cool down the road thing for the Dark Avengers, um, to be a thing someday. I don't necessarily think you're going to get the same roster they had because we haven't even seen the X-Men yet right. in the MCU. So I doubt that Dakin's going to be an oh, early yeah. focus or you know some of the others that might turn up from there. Like Venom, I don't think you're going to see crossover I, right. fully. Like I, So I don't know. Um, as far as Scar, like I don't know enough about the character to know like what he does. or like The only thing I know is that Scar is part of the Planet Hulk storyline and i don't even know if i'm really i I feel like i get planet hulk and world war hulk mixed up with like the stories that happen he's planet hulk um basically you know like like, the overarching thing for planet hulk can you summarize it quickly or no um kind of (laughs) so the idea was very similar in how it started to what we see lead Hulk to Sakaar in the MCU. He kind of banishes himself from Earth to protect Earth because he feels like he's a threat. Yeah. Um, But in doing so, we see this again in Ragnarok where Hulk is permanently in Hulk form. Bruce is very much riding shotgun, if you will, and has no control. And the Hulk kind of becomes more Hulk, I guess, and less Bruce over time. And so I guess, like, the difference for the MCU is the way that Sakaar is portrayed. But he kind of... I'm trying to put it in as family-friendly a term as I can, but Hulk goes on a bang fest and just kind of reverts to primal instincts and um, ends up with, you know, one, I guess, suitor that is actually able to bear a child of his. And Scar is the result of that. Right. And then Scar kind of plays like the prince of Scar kind of thing because Hulk becomes not king, not actual king or prince, but you know what I mean, like the ruler. Yeah. And I also think that's actually cool that the way that they did it, because that, like, Sakaar is Planet Hulk. Like, that's... That is supposed to be that, and in the original comic, that's where Hulk meets uh, Korg and Meek in 
those right. comics. Like so that like that was cool that they included that in although in a different way. They I wanna say like Ragnarok with Hulk's story kind of mashed World War Hulk and Planet Hulk together. I thought World War bit. Hulk had something to do with like Hulk basically getting an an, an Hulk army of some kind and was pissed that because I think in the comics it wasn't his choice to leave to go to Sakaar. It was basically like the Avengers thought the Hulk was a threat and just threw him onto space and he ended up on Sakaar. That might be it, yeah. And that then he was bad. pissed that off that his friends better. threw him out into space and then he ended up getting like somehow the Hulk abilities multiply. I thought he and this is. Pulling from what I thought I read on like Wikipedia at one point, but like that he he gets basically like a Hulk army and is pissed that his friends threw him out there in the space and then finds a way to come back, bringing this army with him, and they invade Earth and it becomes World War Hulk. Right, and I think if my memory serves me correctly, that Planet Hulk is kind of like the precursor to World War yeah. Hulk, where he like so I think you're right. I think he's like the I, bank I think... where he's proliferating. <laughs> Yeah, I think Planet Hulk is kind of like merged into Ragnarok, where he's the gladiator that has won every best at everybody and is getting notoriety as the Hulk and being loved and appreciated and that kind of thing. Right. So I think I think that's a piece of that story. Yeah, from what I understand. So I have to. It's at the point where I probably have to do some more research if I want to read up on it and stuff like that and try to remember what what happened in which which story arc. And because they kind of went there already, are they going to? tell the planet Hulk story. Yeah. And I feel like the way that we're set up now, the world war Hulk story just does not work unless there's a massive change in how, and what's going I mean, on I think with Bruce. I think they're hinting at other Hulks popping up. Like, I think that's going to happen. Well, I just don't know how. We did just get the news that they recast, right? Are we able to talk about that? I mean, I don't want to sink into it because we still want to talk about this show specifically, but we can bring it up quickly. Okay. Well, I was going to say they recast, um, John Hurt was Secretary Ross, and they recast that to be Harrison Ford. Um, I I don't it, it, like is John Hurt just not is that his name? William Hurt. Am I getting that right? William Hurt. Yeah, I was gonna say John Hurt's the other guy that's dead. I mean, William Hurt's dead too. That's why they recast. Oh, he. Di- I didn't know he died. That's what I yes. was wondering. Was like I wasn't yeah. sure that. Okay, so. They recast that because Secretary Ross is the Red Hulk, so yeah. presumably we're going to get that kind of thing at some point. There's going to be which like they a tease Hulk. in this show, like yes, Jen even says <clears throat> like for the like the penultimate episode, like was this the yeah the, the yeah the, she said something along the lines of is this episode should be over and what are we teasing? What are we setting up? Is is this like there's now there's a Hulk and ooh this one's red or are they going to fridge me or something like that? So. Yeah. They're 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 playing with it. They know we're expecting a Red Hulk at some point, and I think they and, and the fact that everyone's still trying to get like Jen's blood in this show, which apparently they've successfully done. But the way the end of the show happens, it seems like they rewrote that, where maybe they didn't just use the blood, but maybe the blood's still floating out there. So maybe you could somehow get more Hulks that way. So it's I think there's ways to explain it. We'll just have to wait and see kind of what they do. Yeah. Um. But I want to go, you know, we're, I feel like we're getting sidetracked and taking away from, from you that know, just like she she us. mentions in the show, we're taking away from Jen's show. Let's talk, talk about Jen and the She-Hulk show. I agree. Um, some of the stuff that you liked, other specific bullet points. Let's go through that. Um, I mean, specifically the entire Zen 
abomination storyline i i loved and the fact that he never actually turned bad they like they were gonna frame it like oh he's been leading them and then all of a sudden he's like he's not in on it at the end there yeah with, it's, uh, it, we, for, with like yeah. the online army they just paid him to come and do an inspiration or a motivational speech and he doesn't know what they're there for or who they are he's just like yeah, yeah. i'll come as abomination and do a speech sure and that took I, me I a minute to figure awesome. out too. Like as soon as he walks through the door, you're like, "Oh shit, he's in on it." But yeah, the more once you hear him start talking on stage, you're like, "Wait, is he? I I yeah, don't know." And then he this is literally goes out of his speech. way to save Jen. So you're like, "Oh no, he's he's not part of this. He doesn't give a shit." Yeah, he doesn't care about these people and their cause. He's just taking some money to talk to people. Yeah. Um. But I like I thought that was great. Um. Wong, I thought was amazing for this show like his bits and pieces of just not understanding like modern society and culture <laughs> and just not giving a shit at all yeah about any of it and just doing whatever like i thought that was hilarious uh very well handled and like i said i thought um tatiana maslani was fantastic she was funny she did everything kind of just right um, yeah. And, you know, the writing for the show in general, I think, was very good at portraying what it's like to be a woman trying to make it in a professional world today. Yeah. yeah. And what the world is really like out there, where I've seen a lot of other media that doesn't really put it into words very well. Well, that's because it's you know a I mean? like female it showrunner, there's female writers, like, female directors like they're they're taking charge of this show which is nice to see yeah and and i just mean like i've, I've seen other things that were like that that just didn't express it in a way that made it simple to understand for somebody okay like yeah, yeah. myself or yourself that doesn't experience it every day yeah you know we're white guys we don't experience that shit <laughs> like it's we don't know what it's like to be a woman in a professional environment and they did a much better job of conveying that than i think anything else i've seen in recent times yeah and, yeah you know a very grounded way without you know getting too deep into it um and yeah like i think it was just very well done it looked good um yeah the, even the characters you're not supposed to like did really good and the ones that are supposed to be... I guess there's one character that comes to mind that's supposed to be kind of a douche, but also a good person. And that's the... I, I can't remember his name. The the guy lawyer that she works with. At, like, the superhero firm, whatever you want to call it. The uh, Pug? Sounds P right. Pug, Pug was a good guy. Like, Pug... Pug was one of my favorites. He He's... I think... See, I, I didn't take it that he was supposed to be a... a like an asshole or douchey guy. Like I thought he was. No, no, I don't mean really... an asshole. I mean like a. I'm trying to think of like douche might not be the right word. Um. Just like the way they like present him, like talking about sneakers. And oh, like see, I, I don't I, know. They, I love that. I, I did because <laughs> it pro it provided like he's a bit pretentious. I guess is the right word. Yeah, maybe. And, and, it, but he's also, he's a good person in spite of that. He has yeah. his things where it's like, okay, that's, you know, like his way of handling 
things are is good and he does all this good stuff and he's just a genuinely good dude i mean i laughed hysterically at the at the when she asked him like why do you need two and he's like well one to stalk and one to rock i was like that makes complete sense i get it as a collector i get it (laughs) i get it right and it and i love that part of it but it's just one of those things like i feel like I'm trying to like express it and I'm not good at that, but I feel like that's one of those things where like for some people they're going to get it. And for other people, that's going to be like, Oh, this guy's a dick. You know what I mean? Like it could go either way, depending on like your particular bent. Yeah. I definitely felt the, the other way that this this guy's awesome. Like I, I loved pug pug was one of my favorites. Like any character that gets introduced by bringing a welcome basket with a map to the best bathroom for pooping, he's going to be great. Like that's, that's you're on my side after that. And yeah. his like the the whole running joke of like his love for like the superheroes and the Avengers like when they when he tries to find the um the the tailor like the the guy that makes the outfits and stuff and they have to go to the back room with all the Avengers yeah. uh, knockoff <laughs> shit and like you see him in the background playing with like a Captain America shield and Thor hammer and stuff and just like swinging around like <laughs> that stuff was great. Yeah, it they had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we'll we'll get to the final episode. Um, but I, I think that was my favorite joke that they told the whole time was Kevin. Yeah. I think I think that we was get amazing. That specifically a little bit later, yeah. Um yeah, I agree. I with all the other stuff, I think again, Tatiana Maslani was great as Jen and She Hulk. I think she really captured the character well enough. She's like you said, really funny. I think her line delivery and stuff and like the fourth wall breaking all worked for me. All that was great. Um I enjoyed a lot of the side characters again, specifically Ginger and Pug, like her her best friend that goes to the the lawyer office with her and works for them. She was great. Uh, again, I I love Pug. I think I think that guy did. And it's funny because the actor that plays Pug uh, played a villain in Arrow and was like such a dick villain in Arrow that it's fun to see him do the flip side, like in this show where he's actually kind of like funny and and like a character that you enjoy and want to see more of. Like that was cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the dynamics and interactions between Jen and Bruce. I think like the 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 way that they talk to each other and treat each other, I thought was just a really fun uh, interaction and relationship with them. Like the the whole first episode with them training is like one of my favorites of the show. Like that explaining how things work and just getting a tone for the show, like the the humor that was all there. I loved all that stuff. Um, yeah, that I mean, that was one of my favorite moments with the two of them. Yeah. Where, you know, like, they, you see the different strengths that each of them has, where she has more control over this thing. But then when it comes down to it, like, she throws the boulder a little bit further than Bruce does, and then he just picks one up and launches it into orbit. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, well, I can do this, so. Yeah. And, and um, you know, just the pissing contest between the two of them there oh, was funny yeah, yeah. to watch. Uh, in the, I think the, the end tag for that episode, the Captain America fucks tag was by far my favorite Marvel tag in such a long time. I laughed so hard at that. The first time I saw that, that was, that was great. And that was something, uh, too, that threw me off was like the first few episodes of this all had tags. Yeah. And then the last several had none. Right. Yeah, I, th- I thought was... I read somewhere that they were supposed to show up between, like, at the end of every episode, and we didn't get that, so I don't know what the hell I read, but that was obviously wrong. Yeah, it was just weird to include it on just all front-loaded tags, and 
nothing anywhere. It was weird. That's how they get you, right? You, you get the first couple tastes, and you're like, well, I got to keep watching these now. I mean, granted, we're all trained for Marvel stuff anyway to just sit through the, the credits now anyway. But yeah. once they get you hooked on the first couple, it's like, well, I get, now I got to do this every time, just in case, just in case. Uh, I mentioned some of the, the cameos I liked, and some of them kind of underwhelmed. So I can only think of four characters that I would consider cameos from other stuff. Um, so we'll just go through the bullet points and then talk about whether we liked it or didn't like it. But the one that I was referring to generally that was spoiled in the trailers that I would love to have just watched the show and found out about was Daredevil. Yeah. Like, we we knew Daredevil just from the announcements is getting his own show. What I didn't need to know was that he was going to show up first in this show. That would have blown me away had that just happened. Had they not announced anything? Had they kept that under wraps and just let it happen in this show? You that would have been so bigger. many more people to the show. For you know sure. I mean? like it, it, it Word of mouth would have spread that, yeah, considerably. But even still, yeah. even like, you know, we're getting the Born Again show, which isn't for another year or two, two years, I think, 2024. So to me, I wouldn't even be thinking that Daredevil's going to show up before that, like that they're just going right. to wait for his show. So the fact to see him now, I would have been like, holy shit, this is great. Like, and the, the his cameo and what we got of that character in this show, I fucking loved it. I loved the dynamic between and the relationship between him and Jen. And, you know, he showed up in an episode where she needed to hear that you don't have to choose between She-Hulk and Jen. You can do it both together. And he's like the, the calming voice for that. And the whole sparring that they had when they were both super, superhero fighting and, and crossing paths and stuff. All that was great. You know, they gave Daredevil another hallway sequence that looked awesome. Just the way that mm-hmm. it was lit and, and fighting and stuff. And I saw a lot of people tweeting at, uh, I think, I think, I'm trying to remember if it's the guy's name, Stephen Denight, I think, who was the showrunner of season one of Daredevil for Netflix. And, you know, all the people that hate the show are like, dude, they butchered your character. I can't believe they did this to Daredevil and She-Hulk. And he's like, listen, if I had the money, this is the type of shit I would do for Daredevil also. Like, if I could CG some of the fight scenes, I would have done it. We didn't have the budget. If I could have made Matt's life a little bit happier, I would have done it. It's just that it fit that version of the show that we did and he fits here like quit your bitching he's like i loved all this stuff so i love to see when people involved in different uh takes of the character back each other up like that like that's just that's fun to me i like that that side of i guess like quote unquote hollywood well and and it's the truth for you know a character like daredevil is like not everything has to be dark i know that's the common theme in a lot of daredevil comics things are i guess more Batman-y in their storytelling for Daredevil a lot of the time. And it works, but it doesn't always have to be that. Well, that's what happens Like it can, you know, different writers in different comics, right? Everybody takes a different part of the character and accentuates that based on who's writing for what run of the comic. So Daredevil even goes through different stuff in the comics. It's fine. Yeah, like I've seen, I I guess is like the one example I can think of is like, there's a run of Daredevil... And I want to say Kevin Smith, of all people, did it, where he leans very heavily into Daredevil's Catholicism, like into his okay, yeah, yeah. dedication to religion. Like it's, you know, part more part of the character than in any other version I've read. And it creates a, a more somber tone, you know what I mean, in what yeah. he was writing for it. And... 
it's one of those things where, yeah, you pick out the aspects you want to work with. And in this case, yeah, Daredevil's out west doing his thing, getting laid with another superhero. He's <laughs> going to be sure having they, a good go time. That far. And I love that they did. Yeah. Like they, they were hinting that like there's a there's a uh, attraction there. So I was like, I don't know if they'll pull the trigger on this this quickly. But no, they I mean, went they for it. They showed her like, sleeping yeah, around man. quite a bit, so I was not <laughs> surprised by that. That was like, yeah, single and superhero. Let's do this. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I really think there's a potential for them. You know, because like I guess where the show leaves off, she's kind of up in the air in terms of like her professional life. Yeah, and I think there's absolutely like an opportunity for her to kind of like open up a similar branch to what daredevil does yeah yeah i mean like because we all know like matt can't employ her <laughs> like you know what i mean like right. from the standing of like what we know about his law firm he can't be like i'll give you a salary no that's really not yeah. how daredevil works but her doing a similar thing to what he does just out west would be really cool as opposed to having it be like, oh man, they have to be like a permanent couple now. They fucked. They, they, it's it's got to be a thing. Otherwise, it's I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm like, curious. I don't, like, don't like, want how far it to it's going to continue. If it's going to be something they they extend into other things, or if it's just going to be all right. It's it's in this happening in the show, and we're good. I mean, I'd I'm like sure to see them continue. Like, like I want to see them the more of them together for sure. I'd like to see it be like an awkward thing. Where they hooked up and now they're both kind of like, ah, is, is this like a thing thing or, you know, like go through that and then just be like, ah, it was fun. But yeah, I mean, I guess at I this don't... point we'll have to see if She-Hulk shows up in the Daredevil show because that's completely possible now, too. Yeah, that's so far in advance at this point. Oh, yeah. Knows. Yeah. But, um, uh, another one of the cameos, yeah. uh, Abomination, which I think is one of the ones I was a little bit underwhelmed with. And only because I don't think we saw a lot of Abomination. I going into the show, my expectation was we're gonna see Abomination full blown and fighting She Hulk was my expectation. So we didn't get that, which is why I think the cameo felt underwhelming to me. Not that I didn't like it, but I think just my expectations were different and where we came down was like, uh, I think I expected more actual abomination and not just Blonsky for ninety percent of the show. I understand your disappointment there, but I also, I don't know, I loved what they did. I, I, I guess it was not what I expected, but I would not say disappointed for me. I just yeah. say unexpected because I love the, them going that he's going to be a like a yogi kind of route. Right. Like, I thought that was hilarious and played very well. Um, Fair. Because... We've seen Abomination as a villain. Let's see what Abomination's like as a neutral character. Why not? Yeah. I don't think that's ever been attempted in the comics to turn Abomination into like a neutral entity. Well, I mean, he wasn't on the roster for the Thunderbolts movie that was announced, but I'm still assuming he's going to end up there. Could. I, I feel uh, like it's a reveal they're saving for later, but at this point, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, Wong was another cameo. Which you know we've sort of covered Wong already, but yeah, I loved I loved what they did with Wong. I think like you said, like his just like fish out of water type of thing for the legal system of the way things work, like was great. Yeah, his under like his understanding of well, that's what happened. That's just how it should be. It's like well, that's not how the law works. Well, why not? Yeah, you know, like in 
his complete disregard for being on time and just being like, well, there was other more important things going on. But to her and on the show, it seems like this is the most important thing in the world at the moment. And Wong's like, it's really not. Like, sorry. And you're right. I think, you know, we talked when we were talking generally, this was another one that was spoiled in the trailers, which would have been great to just not see in the trailers at all and just have him show up. That would have been fun, too. I feel like this one I actually expected because we knew Abomination was going to be there and them introducing like Wong and Abomination in Shang-Chi. Yeah. I figured if one's there, we're going to get the story of what the hell was going on there. Like we have to yeah, get I was some happy explanation. They that. Yeah. That was a fun so, callback. I, I kind of expected Wong, but it's still, it was great to see what he was doing there. Um, The last cameo that I've listed, which we sort of already talked about too, was Hulk. Like having Bruce in the show, I'd consider a cameo too. Yeah, he and, was the one I was actually referring to that made sense to be there. Like he made the yeah. most sense to show up. Like we're getting a She Hulk. Yeah, yeah. You know. I thought I, I also read online someone had said that uh they they had tested the show differently, where the, the the first episode where she gets powers and all that stuff happens as a flashback episode somewhere in the back half of the series. So mm. when you start the show without it people didn't seem like they gave a shit about Jen through the first half of the series. So they put that episode up front and moved it around and suddenly it tested a lot better. So I think that worked the way it was. Like I, I really liked that episode a lot as a setup. I agree. I think it makes more sense as a setup episode um, in how they did it, which is a good thing that they took feedback on their original setup, I guess, or intent. Yeah. Um, And said, well, Let's see how it does here, because they had a plan, obviously, of showing it those two different ways and saying, like, how does this work better? And yeah. they made the right choice, because it sets her up, because you're st- if you were starting with a character that we already knew in some way, um, from, you know, elsewhere in the MCU that maybe wasn't a super-powered character, like a I, I, Pepper, as an example, I don't know. You know what I mean? And just saying, like, we're going to just jump into the part where they're super powered. Yeah. You know, and then we'll come back to how it happened later. It might work with a completely new character that they need to attach you to. You need something to set it up. Yeah. Um, actually one other cameo I just thought of too. <laughs> uh, Megan the stallion. What'd you think of Megan the stallions? Cameo? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was one of the parts of the show where they just had fun with the animation and P- like, yeah, I yeah. saw the, the internet outrage about that. Where people yeah, which got is really a stupid upset. fucking thing to complain about. Like, Jesus Christ. Just, and that's what I'm saying. Hulk. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, like, it's one, it's a real person. Real people do silly shit sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, like, this isn't. I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting. But at the same time, I just look at that as the people making the show had an opportunity to have some fun with the animation on the character in the CG or whatever. And they were just like, fuck it, do it. Let's, let's yeah. have some fun. This isn't a serious show. Let's have some fun with some silly shit for anything. If you like, if you were following along before the show even started production, I think, and anything was revealed like trailers or anything, it was being billed as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like they were upfront with, this is supposed to be a funny, lighthearted show. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I thought that was a fun cameo. Like, the fact that they just kept name-dropping her through the episode, and then you eventually just see her there. It's like, oh, okay, that's a fun little callback. Nice. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if there are any other cameos. Those are the only ones I had listed. I can't. I, if you can think of any more, we'll we'll hit them. But I think that was all I could think of. I mean, technically, well, not technically. Well, maybe I don't know. Kevin Feige, maybe I don't know. Like maybe <laughs> if if that, he is, kinda. I don't think he's credited as voicing the robot. But if he is, well, we could count that. Okay. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I want last thing I want to sort of touch on while we're in here. Uh, anything you didn't like, and then we'll spin to finale stuff. Um, like the things I genuinely didn't like, I would say Jamila Jamil. I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know she for whatever reason. She was on my reason. list too, but not because like I didn't like her or like the character, but I just thought that the character was going to be more present. Like Titania's barely in the show. I, I felt like, like I just underwhelmed with what they gave her to do. Yeah. I, I, that might be part of it. I think maybe for me, like there's a couple people that work in Hollywood that I just, I don't know. I, I hate to say it that way. I just, I don't like their face or I don't like something about them. And I've said for a long time and I've stood by it, Joaquin Phoenix, I don't care how good of an actor the dude is. I just don't like watching him. <laughs> it, I acknowledge that he's excellent at what he does. I just don't like watching him. And I think she's just one of those people for me as well that I just, I don't know. I don't enjoy watching her do stuff. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, I, think, I just don't. I think it was more with the the stuff they give the character to do. Like she shows up really quick in the first episode just to get punched through a wall. And then she shows up later for an episode just to be a quick adversary. And then she's gone. Like part of me feels like if you wrote her out of the show, you wouldn't miss her. Like you could just do something else there. But I, I don't know. I, I, I was hoping they had more for her to do, especially because I think she was in the press tour for a lot of this show. Like, I thought she was going to have a bigger role. So that's another, maybe just one of my expectations going in. I thought she'd have a bigger part to play and was just underwhelmed, a little bit disappointed. They didn't really give her much to do. But I that mean, was really the only thing that stuck out to me that I didn't really care for. Yeah, she she could have had more to do. She could have been a more interesting character. You know, like maybe if... And this is just spitballing and hypothetical, but it, you know, if after the events that occur in the show, they kind of peel back what she is under the social media facade that she yeah. puts forth, and it peels back into a more, I guess, like raging anger towards people that she thinks are better than her. Yeah, it's like I know nothing and about that's that why character. she goes for them. Like- what she's trying to do or, or other than like being the, the social media diva, that's it. Like, I don't right. think that's enough. I needed a little bit more there. Yeah. It's, it's a very shallow thing. Yeah. But I, I understand a little bit of what they were showing there and the difference between like what social media can do to some people and what it can do to others. Right. And you know, you get her where it becomes very vain and, obsessed with herself and then you get the other end of it where people become obsessed with other people and I don't know like it just seemed it seemed like it it worked a little bit but they needed to flesh out her character and motivations more right which they did for the other end of the you know the social media parasites I guess you could call them yeah that existed there they, they fleshed that out a lot more than they did for her. So, I, I feel like if they had done that, she makes a better villain. Yeah, I think the, I mean, the villain we got, which was the the 
the techie intelligentsia uh, founder, Hulk King guy, and I can't think of what the hell the guy's name was at first, like in the show. Wait, I gotta look him up, I think. <laughs> um, Todd. The guy that played yeah. Todd. Like, that that was an interesting villain to have. Like, I was I was cool with what, what they did with him. Um, but again, like, ultimately, the way the finale goes and just kind of, like, alter it real quick, it's like, all right, then at that point, what's the point of having him in the show? Like, that just felt, like, a little bit flat to me, maybe. But... I think... So, and this is, again, this is me spitballing into what I think they were going for there. And maybe a point they were trying to make very subtly is to like not give the people like that the attention they think they deserve. Oh, fair. And yeah. you know, to it's so you build of, them up in the episode, and then just cut them down right at the end and be like, you're nothing. See ya. You're done. Yeah, exactly. Like it, instead of playing it up, like, Oh, he gets to become a Hulk after all this dirty shit he did and gets to have his chance to no, 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 you don't matter. Go away. And yeah, that I makes like, sense. yeah, that turn on the idea it makes for a less climactic ending yeah in terms of action but i think they handled it well with how they changed it and kudos to the writers too like the when they're in the that part of the the episode when they're in the the like blonsky's retreat and the the alpha males are all talking about the superheroes and female thor and she hulk and stuff it's like Either they wrote that way before and predicted the way people were going to react to these shows, or they literally just read stuff online and said, yep, we're putting that in the show. But, well, well done. The writing was good there. Yeah, and I think that's, for me, the the best moments of your uh, pug character is when he's trying to fit in with these nut oh, jobs. Yeah. And he he's just, just feels like, dirty oh. doing it. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, he doesn't even know what to say at first. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> women, right? Like, <laughs> What's up with them? And I, I I actually like that, that he is just so lost in that shitty culture that yeah he's just that genuinely of a nice guy that he has no idea what's even going on there. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, all right, the finale. So let's get into it. What, what did you think? Do you think, I guess, more of the question I think I kind of want to ask is, do you think the finale went too far with the fourth wall breaking? No. I okay. think they had fun personally. Like I, I think what they did just genuinely felt like them having fun. And yeah. if you're gonna set up a universe where Deadpool's gonna play a major part in it, because we all know he's going to at some point. Now that I guess they announced Deadpool three officially and all that, yeah. And it, it's going no matter what they do, Deadpool's going to be one of their most popular characters. And so setting up a situation where not everything needs to be taken as seriously is great. Um, but also the way that they handled it where you like they set it up very well. Well, she's going to bitch at Kevin Feige. She's working her way through Marvel's offices and she's going to bitch at him. And it turns out it's just a robot. And, it, you know, it's it's them making a show. And Kevin approving it, I'm sure, to poke fun at himself. I was going to I was going to lose my shit if like cuz once she comes out of it she's like I'm thinking okay like I could see the logic of going to the writers room but when she's in the writers room even before they say Kevin it was like oh shit she's going to see Feige like are they going to actually put Feige in a show as himself talking to a character that he brought to the screen in some way like I would have lost my shit if that happened 
a little bit underwhelmed that it ended up being just a robot. But the way the scene plays out, it's like, okay, I get it. This is great. Like, they even they gave the robot, like, a little hat. Like, yeah. he's got, like, the visor there where, where Feige wears his hat all the time. So, yeah, all of that was fucking fantastic. Like, I had the biggest smile on my face through that whole sequence. The only thing I found <clears throat> later, and I didn't even think about it, um, but, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is to watch people on YouTube react to things. So I was watching people react to that episode. One thing I noticed is people that watch the show with subtitles, it ruined the reveal. Because you're in the writer's room, and all the writers are saying, Kevin... But the subtitles are saying oh. K-E-V-I-N. And suddenly the people are watching are like, wait, why is that all caps and abbreviated? So it ruins the, reve- the reveal that it's an AI. They know that before it happens. That's a shame. It's like if you're writing the subtitles, just fucking write the name Kevin. Don't fucking spoil it until it is revealed that it's an AI. Then from then on, you can put your capital letters and abbreviations. But I don't know. I don't know. If, I never know how subtitles are done. Is it actually a person subti- like typing subtitles for a show, or is it some sort of AI-generated like listening machine to generate subtitles? I don't know the logistics behind it, but if it's a person typing, you've failed at your job. Do better, please, <laughs> and thank you. No spoilers in the subtitles. Come on. Yes, come on. If we made it that far through the season and the episode and you're two minutes away from the reveal, just fucking let it happen. <laughs> um... um. I love. I like that they had fun with it, and like she gets excited and asks where the X Men are going to happen yes, and stuff like yeah. that. That that was great. That like, was great. when do we get the X Men? It's like I-, I thought that was amazing, and the fact that it's just like even before they revealed that it's the AI, when she walks into his office at first, and it's just all the MCU movies. Like, looks like they just play on a loop in his office. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like it, it really is just him having fun poking at himself and what people must think of him or something or what he thinks people, I don't know, but it was funny. Yeah. Like to me, yeah. before it was even revealed, I was laughing. Like, I'm sure that's what he does. <laughs> and I thought I seen some people say too, that they like the, her end where she goes in the offices to like sign the NDA that that's legitimately Marvel studios front office. Like they have the Iron Man armor and everything there when you go to visit yeah. Marvel studios. And that's just like, that is the coolest fucking thing. I don't even have to go in to talk to anybody. Just put me in the lobby so I can look at the fucking armor. I would I would love to be in that room. Uh, one I of the mean, things that I, I guess probably maybe, can visit it. Yeah, just I don't even have to sign the NDA. I don't need to go in anywhere. I just want to see the armor up close and personal, and then I'll I'll walk out. Um, one of the things I was thinking of too, like if if She Hulk has done this, and now we know Deadpool is another one that will break the fourth wall. Are we like part of the reason I asked is if they went too far because now I feel like it's going to be up to Deadpool to try to top this. And it's like, I don't know how you can do that. And if they try to do that, is it just going to feel forced at this point? Like they're just upping the ante for fourth wall breaks between the two characters. Um, I don't know that it, it necessarily has to come to Deadpool one upping it. Um, but it, Deadpool definitely can and has in the comics. I mean, yeah. That, you know, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe and Deadpool kills Deadpool are the two examples I can think of that, you know, uh, are the best. You know, like Deadpool going back in time, gets in a time machine in the real world, breaks the fourth wall to go kill his own creator so that he can commit suicide. <laughs> I mean, he can't figure out any other way to die and he just wants to die. And he, So I feel like he can go a step further. You know, and he can do things that, because it's going to be R-rated, that She-Hulk can't, you know. Yeah. 
I guess right but, now, I guess my mind can't fathom what that would be because I didn't expect this show to go this far, like meta and fourth wall breaking. But right. now it's like, oh shit, what? Like, I don't know where we go from here. But well, and I guess what I was saying is, I don't think that Deadpool has to one up. Deadpool can just do what okay. Deadpool's done for the last couple movies, where talking to the camera a bit, poking fun at other properties and stuff. But I don't necessarily think that the Deadpool movie is going to have to go beyond that. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like I I don't necessarily think it's a one upping scenario. Okay. Um two more questions I got. One, do you think we'll get a season two? And if so, do you think we'll get that before She Hulk ends up in a movie? Now I'm assuming that Kevin, you know, quote quote K I K K E V I N was lying and she'll eventually she will, in fact, be in a movie. So and you know, season two is not guaranteed at this point, but do you think we'll get a season two, or do you think we're more likely to see her in a movie first? You know, to answer that fully, I would have to look at the movie slate again and see which movies are coming up. Okay. Uh, you know, like, because I think, it, you know, you're probably two years away from a season two if at you're going to get yeah. it. And I would have to look at the movies that all are coming out in that time to say, like, uh, you know, like, because she's not showing up in certain, it wouldn't make any sense. For some yeah. of them. Um, could she show up in Ant-Man? I mean, that's California as well. So, you know, there's there's that, I guess, regional possibility for it. But but she would make no sense to be there. Right. Other than them just being in the same area. Um, But for the most part, I can't think of any that she would make sense in right now. Like, for her character to show up. Yeah. Um, at least not playing a meaningful role. Yeah, I mean, showing up as a lawyer is possible in any movie ever. Right. Like, it's... But... Currently, I, I don't think so. So I would say probably a show first. Yeah, I think I think show. Like, I think the, the best possibility right now is maybe to show up in the Daredevil show. Just even yeah. as a cameo. Um, But I, I have a feeling we'd get season two before a movie. I mean... It's hard to tell if any of these these characters that are getting their own show on Disney Plus if they're going to show up in some sort of Avengers style movie or not. I feel like they have to build towards that a little bit more. And if some of these shows don't have a season two that's going to happen between now and then, it's hard to tell when they're going to show up. I I think She Hulk falls into that. That we're at the point where we're, you know, two three years away from another Avengers movie, but there's no indication that she will be part of this team. I think they have to lead to that more. So are we going to get? that type of lead in as cameos in other shows or movies, or does she get a proper season two to build to that before we get there? I don't know. Um, but I, I think I'd put more money on a season two than a movie. Well, and they could lead to other things. Um, you mean like the property that comes to mind most for me is Marvel Knights that she could show up in. Yeah. You know, especially if they're connecting her to daredevil since he plays such a major role with that. Um, yeah. They, like, if they lead to a Marvel Knights down the road. I mean, it's down the road, but that would make the most sense for her to I mean, they're building out that roster, squad. too, with, like, Black Knight and Blade and, you know, That's characters why I'm like saying, that and like, stuff, so. There's also the West Coast Avengers, which is actually the squad she joins up when okay. she becomes an Avenger. She's a West Coast Avenger. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's a possibility, but I don't know that they've necessarily been building that up other than her to this point. I mean, Rhodey's 
part of that, right? Isn't Rhodey sort of leading that team on West Coast? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I forgot you could, about you that. Could so yeah, maybe like... put him in charge. I mean, Ant Man's West Coast, and depending if Paul Rudd wants to keep going after Ant Man three, it's hard to yeah, tell I mean, when people see what do their trilogy there. if they're going to keep going or not. Yeah, and it's not like everybody's figuring out what his contract is the way that they do. For I mean, Paul Rudd doesn't age. He could play this character forever, and we'd we'd never never know. Well, even then, you can he play is. an aging character in this universe. You know, fair. You can yeah. be getting older. Um, but also, I, I was just saying, like the way that people obsess over. Uh, why am I losing his name? <laughs> I can't help you. I don't know who you're Spider-Man. trying to reach for. For Spider Man. You know the the actor, I his name yeah Tom Holland. People obsess over his contract because it's Sony and Marvel and art. Is is he going to still be there? So people know what that contract's like. People don't don't really worry about Paul Rudd's contract because if things go, you know, like if it runs out, they can just sign him again if they want to. Well, even like Hemsworth. Hemsworth, I assumed his contract was up after Thor three or or Endgame. Like I assumed the main cast was done after Endgame, and yet they got him back for Thor four. And, right. you know, the end of that movie says Thor will return. So they locked him in for five. Is he going to show up for Avengers? Like, how long at this point is he going to keep playing the character? We don't know. Right. And, and I think part of that, you know, it's the same thing. Like, people aren't frothing at the mouth to figure out because they're they're not competing over the character. They're just trying to re-sign the actor. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, you know, people don't worry about it as much. Like, oh, if they want to bring him up back, they're Marvel. They'll throw all the money that they have to at him to do it. Right. They have it to throw, I guess is the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they get Harrison Ford to be in a Marvel movie that's, you know, part of this big, expansive franchise, which, one, probably cost a shit ton of money, and two, I can't wait till he's on the press tour just, like, fucking shitting on people that are like, who do you think would win in a fight between Han Solo and, and, and General Ross? And he's like, he's going to be like, fuck you, get out of my face. <laughs> like, he just, he's not going to care. He doesn't care about most of it. Like, he just... And, and, like, like they, that's why I was very puzzled by his willingness to do it. Yeah, I was. Because I didn't it think seems... in hell they would get this guy to to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I mean, from everything that I've heard about Harrison Ford, read about the way that he feels about Star Wars. Yeah, getting him into Marvel was really a surprise for me. I'm glad he's there. He's great as an actor. I love watching yeah. him, but he just never was a. I get. I, I, he's never been a fan of fandom. I guess is the way to put it. He doesn't he's like not people much of a franchise idolizing guy. Him. It's like the only franchise I think he gives a shit about is Indiana Jones. That seems to be the only one. Yeah, he actually likes that one. You're right. Yeah, and may, maybe know. Blade Runner. They got him back for Blade Runner, which I don't think was, at least in my mind, not much of a stretch. Like I could have seen that. I think he has a soft spot for Blade Runner too. Well, it's also but, not really like franchise at that point right. for Blade Runner. It was right. just like, hey, come back and do this. And they're not planning more as far as I know with Blade Runner. You might be right. I feel like I might have read like a spinoff type of thing that might have been a series, but I don't remember right now. And I might be making that up. I think so there's I an wanna... animated series on Netflix, actually, currently. Like there's okay. a fairly new one that came out. That might have been what you had seen. It's I I part of me was like, no, I think they're doing a Blade Runner thing. But then I started, for whatever reason, Dune popped into my head, and I know they're doing Dune spinoff stuff, so I don't know if I'm mixing the two. So don't don't yeah, quote possible. me on any extra Blade Runner stuff, but <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to try, try to look that up and confirm. Uh, last question, kind of like on the spot, and I don't even know if I have an answer for this right now myself, but 
Uh, where would you kind of rank this She-Hulk show among some of the other Disney Plus shows? Amy and I actually discussed this. Um, for me, it is second uh, currently behind Loki. Okay. Um, All right. I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, and there really hasn't been a Marvel show that I didn't enjoy yet. I, I have actually yeah. really enjoyed all of them, you know, saying this is second or anything. I, they're all just kind of one a at this point, one a one B it's, they've all been really good. Um, yeah. you know, when they make a stinker, which hopefully they never do, but I'm sure <laughs> it, it happens. Eventually they'll make something I don't like. Um, then we'll really talk about it. But for now, I'd say the only one I definitively liked more than it was Loki. Yeah, I should probably, like, should have had a list of the shows next to me so I know which ones I have to go through. But top of my head, I feel like this would probably be top three. Like, I think the the first two shows that I really remember and really kind of stick with me that I feel like are still kind of like one and two for me are... Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. I think those two shows are still pretty high up for me. I think She-Hulk would be my third underneath that. I think followed closely by Loki. And then mm-hmm. I have to remember sort of the other ones after that, like Moonlight somewhere in there. And and was that it? Are there other shows that I'm missing? Uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, uh, Miss Marvel. I really liked Miss Marvel a lot too. Shit, this is going to fuck up my whole thing. I'm not going to worry about it. Right now, that's, that's my top three. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, She-Hulk, those are my top three, I think, right now. I'll, I'll have to really if, think about this list, because Miss Marvel's going to throw a wrench in that whole thing, because I really I really like that show a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, if I was to name a third, it'd, you know, I'd be like Loki, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight would probably be my three favorite at this okay. point. I still, again, I really enjoyed the other ones, too, but... yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. None, none of these have been bad. It's just which ones do I sort of prefer or have stuck with me um, since watching them and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's my rank. But all right. Uh, yeah, because I, I was trying to go back through like some of the other times we talked about Disney Plus shows to see if we actually gave it like a movie rating, which I don't think we've done. So I think that's probably as good as we're going to sort of rank them. We're not going to give it a number. We're just going to say this is sort of where it's at in the list and kind of go from there. Yeah, I think it's tougher with a show because some episodes yeah. are going to be better than others. And, yeah, you know, then once it has a season two, then you got to give a season two rating. I, I, right. I, yeah. Um, all right. So I think that's it for She-Hulk. Um, I think speaking of shows, I think right now, I think our plan for a next episode, whenever we get around to recording, I think we're going to try to do Rings of Power. Um, which has also finished that and She-Hulk wrapped up around the same time. So we're just trying to hit one or the other. Uh, and get there. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Like I said, I don't know if that'll be next week or two weeks. We'll try to figure that out and plan accordingly and uh, just keep an eye out for it. Are so, we uh, planning to cover Andor? Uh, probably yes. And I'm okay. wondering if, like, uh, we sort of did it with WandaVision. Like, we were doing, like, halfway points and stuff just because I think WandaVision was the one asking a lot of questions when we watched it. We were just very... It was it was very water coolery, I think, when we were watching that it was just easier to well, just it was also like the first one. Right. But I don't I also don't know if like another show has been that like had that type of discussion since WandaVision, where it's like week to right. week, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um But Andor, I think, you know, sort of like we did with the other shows, I think what I'd like to do is talk about it when it's done and we'll just sort of do the refresher. I think we still have like four or five weeks for Andor, I think. Really? 
12 or 13 episodes, I think, for a first oh, wow. season. I didn't realize it was that long. I've been waiting to kind of binge it. I watched the first three when they released, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm really okay. enjoying this, but I'm going to have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> I want to like binge it at the end. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, because I think they just did seven. I can't remember what they're on now. Seven or eight, somewhere oh, in there. Wow. I thought it was basically done. I figured. No, yeah, it, we still got a little. Probably bit more like to... a nine, ten episode thing. Yeah, we got a little bit more to go. So it's gonna probably run into, at this point, like Black Panther time. Like, well, well, you know, it should end like mid end November. So whether we yeah. get to it in December or what else is coming out then? Like, like I said, I know Black Panther's coming up in a couple weeks. So we'll have to talk about that too. I don't know. I sat through Black Adam, so I don't know if anybody else got to Black Adam, but that's another possibility if we want to try to cover that at some point. Um, if I'm the only one that went and saw it, then no, we're not going to cover that. We'll catch <laughs> it later. <laughs> but that's a you know another possibility on the on the burner. But yeah, the the clear and present danger for us, I think, is Rings of Power, and then from there we'll sort of see what else comes up. Sounds good. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, and that's it. So if you've uh, enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. Uh, you can follow or subscribe to the show to keep up with us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon, hopefully anywhere you're finding podcasts, you can find us. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his super friends or go to facebook.com slash Superfriends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Uh, try to hit us up as an email, uh, superfriends at gmail.com. It's legit. It's open. It works. I never check it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG superfriends that I will check. We will respond to those. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch at Jedi Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, whenever we decide to do another live show or live recording, we will do it there. Um, if you ever want to see the random gameplay stuff that I would play, I also do it there too. So follow me and check us out. And that's it. On behalf of Mike and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.